my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with Kiefer Reichel. How are you, Kiefer? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so great to see you. Uh, so Kiefer is a 2013 graduate of our program, and she is currently uh, an event operations manager for a small little company that I'm sure no one's heard of called Google. Um, uh, so uh, I'm super excited to, to talk to you and get up to your to your current position Keeper, but let's uh, let's go back and talk about uh, get to know you a little bit better. Tell us where you're from. Yeah, um, I'm from Northern California, um, a small suburb called Willow Glen in San Jose. So oh. the Bay Area, right on Bay Area gal, and now working in uh, working in Silicon Valley, huh? So uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you you did see little Google uh, grow up, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, people ask me that. I'm like, I must have not been into the tech things growing up because I don't remember much. Um, right. Obviously right. heavy in it now. <laughs> right, of course. But it's all around me, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, you, you know, uh, we'll 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 get there, and, and we'll we'll talk all about it. But um, uh, you know, you you've worked for what the two of the biggest, uh, I, I guess, when you think about like uh, around the world, or, or at least in the United States, like you've worked for two of the three biggest tech companies in the world, in Apple and Google, and so uh, it's going to be fun to fun to talk about those. Um, but uh, so growing up in the Bay Area, um, did, what did your what did your parents do? Were they not in the tech world? Nope, not in the tech world. Um, my dad was a firefighter for thirty years. Um, um, my mom, for the most part, was a stay-at-home mom. She dabbled in a few things like dental office and real estate, um, but for the uh, most part, stay at home. And yeah, very far from the tech world. Those two, um, growing up. That's wild. That's wild. And um, what about what about siblings? Do you have any siblings or? Yeah, I'm the youngest of three. Um, I have an older brother who's four years older than me and then an older sister who's three years older than me, um, all still in the Bay Area. Right on, right on. So so what was uh, what was Young Keeper like growing up? What were you into? Drama, <laughs> art, sports? What, what, was your, what was your jam? Oh, man. Um, definitely sports. Uh, I was like a super active and social kid. Um, but I got into sports pretty early. I started with soccer and then T-ball. Um, yeah. I was like a major tomboy, you know, played with kids down the street, friends at school, definitely outside more than kids are today. But yeah, um, yeah pretty, pretty standard childhood. Great childhood. Yeah. Well, you know, Willow Glen, that sounds like an idyllic upbringing, right? So <laughs> did, you, did you grow up on the street where all the kids were playing in the cul-de-sac and that sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, we did have a yeah. cul-de-sac, but definitely playing in the street, um, capture the flag, those kind of things. You know, yeah. it just seemed safer back then to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty great. Awesome. That's very cool. So, um, you know, I, I like to, to ask this question. Um, do you have a memory of a, of a Halloween costume or anything like that, like related to your like dream job? Um, you know, you, you, you had a dad who a lot of, uh, who a lot of, of kids, uh, you know, want to be a, want to be a firefighter or, uh, <laughs> so you had that in, in the family, but do you remember a costume or anything like that? 
Um, I definitely remember Halloween costumes. Uh, you know, <laughs> between like my punk rocker and Oreo, I can't say that those were my dream of fashion. Oh, uh, right. But right. Um, yeah, I mean, I. Gosh, Halloween was great growing up. Um, I'm sure I dressed as a soccer player at some point, but that was like definitely, you know, my dream job as a young kid. I was like obsessed with the U.S. women's national team, like during the Chastain and Ham era. So that was definitely on my radar at, at a young age. Nice, really cool. Well, that's um, that's really wild because uh, I've I've had a recent podcast guest that said something really similar, and you you know with with me and my my North Carolina roots, you know, Mia Hamm was, uh, she, she was the yeah. me and, uh, first, uh, first, uh, uh, women's, uh, collegiate soccer game That's I ever right. saw. Uh, I saw Mia Hamm and Christine Lilly out there kicking butt. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, I was, I was hooked, you know? know. So, so I'll watch, yeah. I'll watch the women's national team over the men's national team any day of the week. Always. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love it. So, so let's yeah, talk about, I forgot about your North Carolina roots there. That's right. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, we, I don't know if you saw it, but we lost a heartbreaker in the college cup this year. Oh no. We, we lost with 16 seconds left. So no. we, were, we were winning and there were 16 seconds left and there was a corner kick and mm-hmm. they, they bum rushed our goalie. And completely, basically tackled her, and the um, and the ball went in the net. I mean, it no was, penalty. It was off the corner. Yeah, kick. It, was, it was a you know bend it. It was a yeah. bend it type thing, and they rushed the goalie. And it's like one of those things where Holy any cow. any other time of the game, any other any other like any professional setting where they have replay, it would one hundred percent have been called off because. Yeah. Completely tackled her, but in the college in the college game, there's no replay. No replay, yeah. Um, and so we're everyone's just standing there, like, what? What just happened? And they're celebrating, and we're, we're like, what? That's wild. You can't do that, you uh, know? So, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> have to check that out. Yeah, I'll look yeah, on you, YouTube or something. Yeah, you should pull it up on YouTube. Yeah. It's heartbreaking because uh-huh. I watched, uh, you know, I watched every second, and I was just. We were all, and of course we lost in overtime, but, um, but anyway, after that yeah. happens, you know, it's kind of hard to regroup. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, well, man. Let's, let's talk about your path to Cal Poly, right? So, um, obviously, uh, the Bay area is a, is a big, um, is a big feeder area, uh, for, for Cal Poly, but I, I think everyone has a, a unique story about how they hear about Cal Poly, how they get into the major that sort of thing. Do you, yeah. do you have one of those stories? Um, yeah, I guess my, I guess I do. Um, funny enough, I wasn't initially attracted to Cal Poly. Um, I wanted to go out of state to Boulder, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, someone was encouraging me to apply to California school. Um, I, maybe it was my mom, someone in the family. Um, and so I did, And I ended up, you know, getting in um, and like I did an overnight switch from Oregon to Cal Poly, I want to say like May. So right kind of before high school graduation. Oh, wow. Um, And, you know, to this day, people ask me like, oh, why'd you make the switch? I don't really know. I I, uh, maybe subconsciously I know. But um, yeah, pulled the trigger to go to Cal Poly and um, 
when I started at Cal Poly, I was actually an ethnic studies major. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, and then I met a friend that uh, was an RPTA major, and she would talk all about it. Um, Christina Eads, if you remember her. Of course. Shout yeah. out, Christina. Shout yeah. out, Christina. Dina. Um, yeah, so we became super close and she would just like always talk about the major and it piqued my interest. So I started looking into it and I saw that you could do like event planning and sports management. And I thought like that is so up my alley. Um, and then, you know, continued to look into it. And I remember being told, um, super hard to transfer majors at Cal Poly, you know, especially colleges. And I would be going from arts to science. Um, and I, I like applied, I can't remember the whole process, but, um, I transferred in like 48 hours is a pretty quick process for me to say, I was like, you were a slam dunk. Like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And so I always am like, Oh, it was, it was pretty easy for me. I don't know what people are talking about, but, um, it's easy when it's easy when you have all A's and you're a great (laughs) student. (laughs) I mean, it's not, it's not as easy when you're not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It worked out. It worked out, but, um, made the switch pretty early. I want to say like, first quarter, second quarter. And then, um, yeah, still graduated with a minor in ethnic studies. So that didn't go far, but, um, that was my journey to wreck. Yeah. I I love it. I love it. So let's talk about your time. I mean, obviously I know how involved you were and what, what a bright and shining star. I mean, you know, um, (laughs) you're, I, uh, I just, I just remember your time here so fondly. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's break it into two different, um, two different questions here. Like, is, is there a moment um, where you look back and you're like, oh, wow, I'll never, I'll never forget that time, um, in my life and, and how special it was. Um, and, and then, and then I'll, I'll ask a follow-up question about professional development. Yeah. Like academically, you mean, or just any point at Cal Poly? No, just, just an enduring, an enduring moment, like a, a time that, that you'll never forget a memory. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many memories. Cal Poly is like, the best you know place ever um but i think the community moments like that's one thing that really drew me to cal poly is um the small town that you know it's college town and so i just think the moments with you know farmer's market pint night um all the like traditions with um within like the school soccer games all of that um i just think that community element is overall what i you know take away the most um and then also like truly the major i just there's very few schools that offer um you know this sort of major um and i just think it's a it's a real treat if that's something that you're if this is something you want to do post-college you know to really kind of dive into that in your college years rather than wait for after yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think you, I, I think you hit on it, uh, you know, so, so beautifully, the, uh, that college town experience is just, um, it's just, there's just nothing like it. You know, I look back at my time at UNC Chapel Hill, and even though I didn't have the the major experience and like, like you, like you did, and like our students do, I did have that college town thing. And, and there's just, it's, it's just something special about it. And, um, so let's talk about professional development. You are obviously um, incredibly involved and 
and you you did all kinds of things from from study abroad to to working with with ASI to um, you know professional work experience with C Venture and whatnot. Um, when you look back during your time at Cal Poly um, from a from a professional development um, lens. Is there something that you did where you where you think to yourself like, wow, that really propelled me, that really turned me into the professional that I am today? Yeah, you know, I feel like to be completely honest, I didn't really start thinking about life after college till maybe the end of junior year and then senior year, but I always knew it was important to get involved. Um, and you know, I, I did that. Um, in small areas like freshman and sophomore year, but then dove a little bit deeper, like you said, junior and senior, whether it was, you know, attending career fairs or joining ASI. I also was part of the RPTA club. So those kind of things I started to get more involved in, which I definitely would recommend. But I think the biggest thing is relationships. And I feel like I developed, I started to develop those really early on, whether it's with professors or people in your class or administrative, you know, folks, I just think relationships are kind of the key to success. It's definitely been the key to my success. Um, and so I think as long as you are creating those and developing them over time, that's the best place to start. And then everything else kind of comes from those relationships. Love it. Love it. And, you know, we, um, we, I, I feel like we lost a little bit of that during the pandemic, but um, it feels like it feels like we're in a major rebound period mm-hmm. with that, right? Like we're we're reforming. You know, I went to an event last week where I there there were people there that I hadn't seen in like three plus years, even though I work with them here on yeah, campus, crazy. you know, and, and, and I'm friends with them, you know, and I, and it was just like. It, it it felt like this like reawakening almost right like it was like wow totally and 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 I I have heard um, on this podcast so many times like how important um, those connections and relationships are in careers and and so I hope that message is is getting is getting out there and we're we're putting it in the proper in its proper know. place you know? Um, yeah and I just think like. You're so right. We've all taken kind of a step back and it's hard to get back into that world. I also think like things I'm hearing about younger generations is they are losing some of that um, connection and like face-to-face value. And I think I don't ever see that really disappearing. And um, and so I just think if folks can get back there, it's so impactful. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of feel like, um, higher ed and college campuses feel like a little bit, a little bit of microcosm of society, you know, and, um, and last year, Keith, I was really, really worried about that aspect because we were sort of in this like in between mm-hmm. phase where we were trying to do zoom and the classroom to try to accommodate people missing class and all yeah. of that. And it was, um, it was a really overall, if I look at it overall, it was a negative experience um, because I didn't feel those connections were, were, were coming back, you know? Yeah. We, we felt like we were in this like in-between world, you know? <laughs> and, um, and this year it feels like completely different. It has oh, com- good. It felt like 
you know, back when you were in school, in other words, like I'm yeah. start, starting to feel that energy again. And, um, and it's so exciting. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about, um, you know, the, the transition into the, into the professional world. Um, you know, uh, I, I love talking to, to my guests about their internship experience and how they, how they got that experience, how they, you know, um, were ended up in a position and um and what that position was like and whether it was a springboard to other things and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So why don't you tell us about that process? Yeah. Uh, my internship was with GPJ, George P. Johnson. Um, I was one of the many that interned with them. Thank yeah. you know, thanks to the great partnership and program that they have with Cal Poly. Um and you know it's funny. It was, it was a great experience. I'm going to get there, but I feel like I remember interviewing with them and there were so many people interviewing for like, I don't know, say it was 10 slots or whatever. And, um, I don't think I did anything special in my interview. I was probably super nervous. Didn't have a ton of like actual event experience. Um, and I remember, I remember others had heard back already. Some people had gotten it. Others had heard they had it. And I just kept following up. And I was like, so persistent to the point where I was like, this is, you're, you're being a too, like a little too much. Uh-huh. Um, and I'd have to ask Marcel and Yen, um, if it was my persistency, but, uh, I'm pretty sure I annoyed them. And to the point where I'm like, all right, <laughs> she'll get the role. Right. Um, I don't know, but I ended up getting it, uh, whether I was the last ad or the first or I'm making it all up in my head, but, um, right. I was so glad that I took it or got it. And then I took it. Um, there were a few other things I was considering. Um, there was, uh, internship in the entertainment world down in LA. That was something I was sort of interested in, but ultimately went with GPJ and the kind of the corporate event route. Um, and it was awesome. Like my experience was great. It was obviously super fun to intern with other Cal Poly kids. Um, cause there's a big comfort there and we had such an awesome group, you know, learned, f- learned from each other, helped each other out, lots of collaboration. Um, but just the whole internship program was, is really well done. It, you know, allows you to work with like senior people at GPJ, various clients, you know, you get a variety of different type of events. Um, and I think like as an intern, you do a lot of the grunt work, but it's the small stuff and events that need to go smoothly for the event to be successful. And we learned that quickly through this process. Um, so overall it was an amazing experience. Um, it was a positive transition from, you know, like education, going to classes every day to like the real world, a professional job. Um, and then obviously was a stepping stone for me to a new opportunity. Yeah. So let's talk about that new opportunity. So, um, uh, you, you went, um, you started, uh, with, with Apple and, and, um, and went for a four year period with them and working in, conference and event services and worked your way up uh, to, uh guess what uh two two different promotions over those uh over those four years um let's talk about um let's talk about that, ex- that experience with apple and, and obviously that got you into the big tech world right and, <laughs> um and uh and silicon valley and you know i, I think um I, I know our students don't um because mm-hmm. they they understand that Almost every company in the world um, has some um, event 
type of thing going on, right? I mean, well, I shouldn't say every company. Most <laughs> m- most mid to large companies have some form of event services um, uh, in their in their realm. Um, but obviously, a company like Apple has a huge one. And so, um, talk about what that experience was like. What was like one of the big takeaways um, from your from your time at Apple? Yeah, the experience overall was was amazing. Like, obviously I'm still very early in my career, but the four years at Apple were amazing. Like they, we did really cool things. I grew a ton. Um, and I think it was exciting to go from the agency side at GPJ, right. Where you're hired by these tech companies to do their events, to then go in-house and be on the tech company, if you will, side. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of learn the ins and outs of your company that you're working for and how it differs maybe from the agency side. Um, but we did like so many on-campus events, um, whether it's, you know, conferences, multi-day conferences, um, company events, all like few hour, all hands, um, you know, receptions, things like that. And then there were the larger events, which, are like the developer conferences, product launches, um, those types of things. Um, and just so much exposure and experience and working with really, really bright people that I got to learn from every day. I bet. I bet. So when you, when you look back on those four years, um, is, is there an event, uh, that really stands out as like, Oh, wow. That was the, that was the big one. That was, uh, <laughs> that, that was the one I'm, uh, I'm most proud of or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and it actually came at the end of my time there. Um, I helped open the Steve Jobs theater, which is oh. a large event space at Apple park, one of their campuses. And, um, you know, opening that was super challenging. And then we hosted the first ever product launch at that space. Um, and, you know, I, it was chaos. It was crazy. Um, super challenging, as like I said, but definitely a highlight and probably my proudest kind of takeaway from, from Apple. I bet. I bet. And I, I don't think, um, I think I'll just in, insert here and, and maybe you, you can help with this. Um, you know, when I was in the um, when I was in the campus recreation realm, um, one of and this is this is pretty typical in sport management. Also, like if you're associated with opening a building, right, or opening a facility, like that's like a huge thing that you can kind of hang your hat on. <laughs> and so um, that uh, what what you just said about Steve Jobs Theater, I imagine that was um, that 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 part seems like it, it could be one that you can continue to promote moving forward in your career. Is yeah, that right? absolutely. And, you know, just to like be clear, there's hundreds and thousands of people that work on, you know, that space from a real estate side, construction side, all of that. And it's like, once it's built, built and we get to go in, I was part of the team that, you know, helped operationalize it. You know, how are we going to operate events in this space? Um, yeah. And so that's really where I came in and did that work, but absolutely like, I think that's something I'll take with me. And um, I think ultimately was a big part of how I got the job at um, Google. 
Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say, um, so let's, uh, let, let's transition to your, uh, to your current position. And, um, uh, uh, Kiefer is, is serving, um, currently as an event operations manager and, um, uh, previously served as event center operations manager. <laughs> so I got a promotion there, but, um, let's talk about, um, how, how that transition to Google came about and, and then, um, and then we'll get into your day to day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's funny when I was at GBJ, I wasn't looking to, to move to a different company, something, someone approached me about a job at Apple and then same sort of thing. Uh, when I was at Apple, someone approached me about a job at Google. So I'm never, I wasn't ever looking, but I'm always open is what I say. Um, and yeah, a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn and um, I asked for more information on the role, you know, led to interviews, me exploring that. And um, it came at a time when I was potentially exploring a new position at Apple. And so was definitely interested in like growth opportunities there. Um, and I just liked the opportunity at Google um, a little bit more. Um, I will say I thought they were going to be more, I thought the roles were going to be more apples to apples or the companies were, um, they're very different companies and how they're run and the culture and all of that. So it was, um, a lot to get used to, um, within like the first six months, but, um, came over to Google to manage one of their event centers in the Bay area, um, that houses, um, all different kinds of events from conferences, um, you know, hackathons, all hands, um, annual events, all of that. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I started four and a half, almost four and a, four and a half years ago, almost five. Yeah. 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 And so the, the, the promotion to event operations manager, how is, how is that different? Are you now overseeing, um, more internal, um, across the network or how's that work? Yeah. So, um, I now oversee two event centers. So we have one in Sunnyvale and one in Mountain View. Um, different in scale and size and all of that, but they both uh, support on-campus events. They can be, you know, events with external attendees or internal or mix, um, but all Google hosted. So they're not venues that, you know, we rent out or anything like that. They're, they're all... Um, for our business only. Right, 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 right. So yeah. tell us about the day-to-day. You know, I know that um, one of the things that's exciting about uh, the the field, um, you know, of, of um, the, the overarching experience industry management um, field is that our, our day-to-day is never the same. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you did have to kind of give an overview of what you do, talk to us about, um, talk to us about that. Is it a lot of project management or is it a lot of... Um, what is it? Yeah, um, it's a lot of emails and a lot of meetings. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. But outside of that, um, it, it it does depend. Truly, like depends on the week, the month, the time of year. Right, like the falls typically our busier time of the year, um, and and the spring. But um, it it depends. If we have a super large event, um, I'll go on site and support some of the initiatives there. Um, I'm not so much so in the planning of the day-to-day events anymore. Um, I have a team that does that, but I'll go on site to support them and support our clients. Um, But outside of that, yeah, I'm 
leading projects, um, doing walkthroughs, having you know meetings with clients, meeting with our internal teams. Um, but our project based, my project based work is really in cross collaboration with like our service teams here, so workplace services, um, as well as strategizing with our event solutions team, which is the team that I'm on on how we scale our operations and streamline things globally. So I'm obviously just based in the Bay Area, but we have a global team. We have event center, an event center in New York, other event spaces around the world. So working with my colleagues, you know, across the globe to, like I said, streamline um, our best practices and operations. I love it. When you look, uh, when you think about like what makes you successful, um, and at these, at these two, you know, um, global behemoths in the, in the, <laughs> in, in the tech world, right. Or, or in the, in the world in general, I mean, what do you think, what, what skill do you think is you're bringing to the table that, that really sets, um, sets you apart or, or, you know, really helps you to, to be a, a good, good manager, a good leader? Skill? Yeah. You know, I said it before about relationships, but um, my motto is kind of work hard and be nice to people. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems so silly and simple, but I just think even now, like I'm willing to do the small stuff and I think I'm willing to do the same things I was willing to do at 23. And I think in this industry, you have to be willing to do those things, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, get your hands dirty, roll up your sleeves that sort of thing. Um, I was was getting ready to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I beat you to it. Um, And I think, you know, the be nice to people is just, you work with so many different um, partners, vendors, clients, and it's like, there's so much that happens behind the scenes. You need to be nice to those people that are supporting you or the event's not not going to go off successfully. Um, And I just think, you know, relationships you know, it all, it all comes back. It's a small industry. Um, yeah. Everyone knows everyone. And so those are kind of the two things I live by. And I think have really helped me in my career. I love it. I mean, you're working, you're talking about working for uh, Apple, <laughs> Google as giant as they are. But like you said, it's absolutely like when you're, when you have that niche, it is a relatively small Totally. Um, and if if you're not nice to people, that is going to eventually come back and bite you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the other thing is like, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't mean to say this, but like, you know, we're not doing rocket science. We're not curing cancer over here. I absolutely think my job is important and I love it. But it's just like, you know, you got to do things with humor. You got to find the humor in things and, um, you know, realize that there's smart people around you. You can't do it all yourself. That's, I mean, you can never do an event by yourself. That's, I think why people go into this career is because it's a really collaborative. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I just think, you know, we go into the, the field of events, hopefully for the aspect of being collaborative. Um, and so I just think, you know, leaning on those around you, um, Lean on the subject matter experts, you know, for their kind of field is something that's key. And I feel like that's what I've really focused on. And I've learned a lot from the people around me. Um, I, I, you know, I, I love that Kiefer. And I, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Dr. Kerry Schwab and I, um, in, in 2017, when we published the book on learn by doing, um, here at Cal Poly, one of the things we learned 
from the people who we talked to was that they they felt like that one of the key things that Learn by Doing did was help um, or, or does, I should say, not did, does is help um, students to learn how to be effective members of a team, right? And, you know, maybe during your four years, you eventually get tired of working on small group projects <laughs> or whatever, right? But that's really what you're doing out in the working world so much. And um, and the, the people that we talked to, the industry partners that we talked to said that they felt like Cal Poly students were coming into the working world with more skills along those lines. And um, obviously our, our field is that's even more important. And so I, uh, I love hearing you. I love hearing you say that. Yeah, totally. I think just the Cal Poly motto, like learn by doing is so applicable in definitely the event world. And whether it was, you know, the thousand hours of volunteer work we, we had to do for the major or the internship, I just think it really, that motto just really, you know, is true. And I take that everywhere with me, um, you know, through my career and people I hire and that are on my team, you know, throw them in, give them a little bit of training, but throw them into the madness. That's really how they're going to learn quickly. And of course, like welcome questions along the way. You can't kind of leave them out to, you know, drive. Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, um, I will, we'll end with, with this last question and, and that is, um, uh, well, actually let, let's, let's, let's do two, if you don't mind. Um, sure. One, I'd love to hear your takeaway. You know, you, you worked for a, a global technology company during a global pandemic, right. And, um, you know, the tech world, obviously, um, it, you know, it, it, I would imagine it was a, is a weird mix for you, right? Because the tech world was one of those that was not as heavily impacted, but yet you were in the event, you're also in the events world, right? And so I wonder if you could re- just reflect on that time period and and give us like one key takeaway that you, that you got from, from that time period. Yeah, gosh, what a interesting time. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that happened for us is just the format of our events changed. Of course, there was a good period of time where we weren't doing anything. Um, but then we were like, how can we still provide people our services um, and utilize our spaces? And so the space piece, you know, we started building studios with, you know, barriers that would block people, you know, and keep them at a distance, things like that. And then how do we like give, provide our, our services digitally to those that don't want to come on site or can't come on site? Um, so we definitely adapted there. Um, but I think it also created the possibility to reach a broader audience through innovation and, and new technology and just, again, getting your message out to a wider group of audience. Um, we reached so many more people during a digital event than we ever would in just a live event. And so, you know, definitely a lot of challenges and a lot of learnings. Um but that was, you know, one positive. And now we're in this world where we're calling it the hybrid world, right? You have a digital audience, but you also have an in-person audience. So how do those two kind of interact together? Um, and that's pretty exciting to, to be exploring. Um, and I'm excited to see how that evolves. I love it. I love it. So, um, 
that the last question. Now we will get to the last question. <laughs> uh, uh, if you if you could look back when when you think back, if you if you could give your uh, junior junior year keeper some advice, uh, what advice would you give yourself? Um, you know, I think I've I've said a lot of it, but to to anyone you know, not even just in events, I would say the relationship piece, um, creating those relationships is key. Building your network is key. Um, I just think that's really taken me, it's gotten me to where I, where I'm at now. And I really focus on that and I think it's worked out well. So I would definitely encourage people to build those strong relationships mm -hmm. and then anyone going into the event world, you know, I'd say embrace the chaos, you know, mm -hmm. the early mornings, the late nights, the stress, um, embrace it all. Like there's going to be people that treat you poorly. Things will go wrong. You know, some clients are more demanding than others, but I think if you embrace it all, you're going to learn so much and come out more polished on the other side. So I say lean into that for sure. I love it. Well, um, I, I appreciate that, that you're hammering the relationship piece because I think it is, um, I think it is so critically important and, you know, there's, um, it, it, it's funny because it's, it's, um, it, it is like a magic pill in, in the, in the, in careers, and in life, you know, in general, um, I, I was um, looking at some research recently about um, uh, the the use of alcohol and how countries um, where uh, that are more social in their alcohol consumption, um, they have found positive benefits to hmm. drinking alcohol, right? But countries where it's more isolating drinking alcohol is a horrible thing for you. Right. And so it's like, it's just like what now, obviously in moderation, like in, in <laughs> anything in moderation. Right. But right. it's like, it's like almost like this eye opening thing that like, wow, those social relationships, those relationships can help us in so many different aspects of our life. And, um, and, um, it's, it's just so key. And, and like we talked about earlier, um, you know, this transition back is, um, I think so important and, um, um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of an exciting time. Um, so, uh, I just want to thank you so much for being here and yeah. for, for connecting with me. And, um, it's was, has been way too long since we've seen each other. Totally. So, uh, so excited to see your face. I know I'm way grayer, <laughs> way grayer than last time you saw me, but, uh, this, this was awesome. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes. Thank you for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thank of you. Of course. Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.